When Kate gave me this particular topic, I wasn't thrilled. Uh, clearly, I am a work in progress. And no, but he was not wrong. The Holy Spirit actually has been dealing with me on uh, things of this nature for a while. Uh, my wife has been working on me too. And you know, that's how it works. Iron sharpens iron, right? All right. So uh, as per usual, I always want to do my, uh, uh, my disclaimer at the, four, at the beginnings of these, that Scripture is God-breathed. The Bible is absolute, and everything that we do, we have to go by what the Word says. If, you're offend, if your feelings get hurt by the Word, that's okay. In fact, it, it's actually pretty good for you. It's sort of like when you're lifting weights, you know, it hurts, all right? So he's been dealing with me, the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me a lot lately about paying attention, okay? Paying attention to every aspect of your life. Uh... Because I have a tendency to, if I can, I'll coast. Okay? And I don't even care what the subject is, really. It could be a lot of different things. Uh, I've been in the Dave, Dave Ramsey course, which if you guys have not taken the Dave Ramsey thing, uh, basically what he's saying is that your money will run away from you if you don't pay attention. And that's really the essential bottom line of everything the Holy Spirit has been telling me lately is if you don't pay attention to this stuff, it's sort of like the old classic dentist thing. If you ignore your teeth, they'll go away. <laughs> and I, remember, I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Now, and then the problem we run into is that society now, everything has to be automatic. Everything is automatic. In fact, uh, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I teach school and I have to actually... I, I program my own computers. I do, all of the, I do all of the imaging and all that sort of thing. And when I get a brand new computer, the very first thing I do is I turn off all of the automatic stuff. Because the programs that I work with don't like all that automatic stuff. I want to be able to choose what happens in every phase of what this computer does. So I'll actually go in, and, and, and iTunes is the devil. I mean, ah, that thing, you cannot turn that thing off. But I'll do my best, and I'll shut everything down as far as I can. And that way, everything that we do is very, very deliberate. And that is actually what the Holy Spirit has been teaching me to do. Everything has to be deliberate. You have to have a plan and know what you're doing. Now, this doesn't mean that you get, and I'm going to use, you don't have to be religious about it. Anytime that your religion I'm using in a negative sense, meaning that a man-made regulation, not a God-made regulation. And here's, here's kind of, I, since I'm also a teacher, I'm in a lot of, of uh, I'm around a lot of doctors and PhDs and all those guys. And one time I got to sit down and talk to a guy who was a brain scientist. And he was a super cool guy and he loved to him some brain science. And so, which it was cool with me because I'm like, I'm happy to talk about it too because what he had was very interesting. And one of them is, is that your mind will run on a script if you let it. Okay, everybody know what a script is? Basically, uh, in a programming a computer, this is, you tell the computer, if you, you, first you do this, then you do this, then you do this, then you do this, and then when it runs that routine, it does everything without you having to tell it to. Now, it, back in the days when we were, you know, when food wasn't as, as readily available, what would happen is, is our, our bodies would try and conserve energy. Your brain actually burns somewhere around 70% 
of your body's energy. I mean, that's, of course, if you're not running a marathon or something like that. But in general, if you're just existing, your brain actually burns that much energy. So in the survival mode, uh, your brain will actually go into sleep mode, like your phone or your laptop or anything like that, where it just to conserve energy goes kind of powers down. And now an example of this script, have you ever been in the shower being about ready to get out and you can't remember if you washed your hair? And the only way you can really tell is you'll reach up and go, squick it, squick it, squick it, right? <laughs> yeah, I did it. I remembered. But you don't even remember washing your hair. Okay, this is a script that your brain runs to conserve energy. However, <laughs> it can get involved in anything that you allow it to. This includes money. How many people do you know that actually go out and get a Starbucks every day, and then at the end of the month, they don't have enough gas? You know, they're, just, they're not paying attention. They're not looking at their money, seeing what's there. Now, this can also be... Well, we won't go there quite yet. Let's, let's start with uh, let's start with Proverbs 12.27. In fact, Proverbs 12.27... This, this actually reminded me of, of Brian Dover. The first time I read this, I thought of Dover, all right? And the reason for that is, is Dover and I go hunting duck on occasion. Uh, we're not, I'm not very good at it. But he has, how many, how many, if you were to count all of your decoys, how many do you have? Ten dozen decoys, okay? Now, anytime that we go out, and sometimes Chris Wills goes with us, or I with them, or I think is really what it really is. And uh, what we'll do is we'll actually each sling a bunch of these these uh, ducks onto our back, and we'll go out there, and it's it's strenuous. It actually, by the time we get done, I, usually it's around noonish or something like that, we are really beat, especially me, because I'm like twice their age. So uh, when I read this, lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but is diligent. But diligent is a man's precious possession. Now, diligence is paying attention. Diligence is being actually involved in making sure that everything that you possess and that you're in charge of is working and, and progressing correctly. And you can see this in 1 Corinthians 9, 16 through 18. If you give me that instead of Proverbs, poor for now, this is long, so I'm going to read it, I'm going to read it to you, and because I like context. For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Keep, I think there was more, wasn't there? I think we go to 18. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, I have been entrusted with a stewardship. One more. What is my reward then? That when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, that I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. Now, what he's saying here is, when he's talking about stewardship, he's not really saying, when it says against his will, in a sense, the gospel and, and the weight and the responsibility and the stewardship of what ended up being the most of the New Testament was put upon him. And it wasn't that he didn't want it. He was just saying that I am responsible for this. It is my stewardship that handles this. Okay? So stewardship is what 
he's calling you to be in all phases of your life because your body isn't yours, right? You're... Now, none of this should be heavy on you, okay? None of this should be, thus saith the Lord. This should be a more of a, you know, if I do it the way God says to do it, I'll be better off, <laughs> right? And this is more correction. This isn't, let's get it all together. You're, you suck. You know, that, that isn't what it's about. Really, all this is about, and all of us, I'm, I'm ending up having to tell a whole lot on myself on this, you know, because I've still got about 20 to 25 more pounds to go, and I've still got some debt to eliminate, and I still have some things that tend to go on, on autopilot. So here we go. When I was in college, uh, I drove uh, just a, an old Chevy Nova that I loved, that my brother still has. And I got news one day. We were talking. And one of my buddies in college, this is a long time ago, this is the late 80s, was telling me that uh, he says, you know, I know this girl over in Towers who never put oil in her BMW, and she burned it up, and now it needs a new engine. And those of us who are like paying our own cars, and we're like going, holy cow, it's a BMW. I mean, even back in those days, it was a $30,000 car, which is still a pretty nice car today. And she burned the engine up. Why? She just wasn't paying any attention. She was just running, just doing her thing, you know, and burned it up. And, of course, what did the parents do? Yikes. Now, clearly, I will tell you that, yes, they bought her another brand new one. <laughs> now, clearly, I wouldn't be, if Ethan did that, I would not be impressed with him, as, uh, and I would probably get on to him a little bit, like your father has been getting on to me about my pudginess. <laughs> All right, so we've been working at, well, it isn't my pudginess, is it, Darla? I could hear her voice in the back of my head when I said that. <laughs> so we have to maintain these things. So the other day, and here's a, this is me telling on myself again. So my brother and I, we were moving all of my uncle's stuff. Uh, my uncle recently passed, and he had a whole bunch of stuff. We literally cleared over three tons of trash out of this 5,000-square-foot house of his. But at the same time, there's a whole bunch of nice stuff. We threw it all into a pod. I don't know if you guys have worked a pod yet, they're, but they're cool. So if you ever come down to that, they work well. So we were emptying this pod into a U-Haul truck, and it was hot. Man, it was, what was it, two weeks ago on a Saturday? And it was that day that where it was like 90-something. And uh, my brother and I were moving this furniture. He's 15 years younger than I. And uh, we were starting to feel a little lightheaded. So we sat down, and we're drinking some Gatorade that Darla had brought. And uh, we thought you know what, when, when did be, we become not invincible? Seriously, those of you that are, that are close to my age know that feeling. What happens is you sit there, I used to be able to do this. I used to be able to, I was saying, and I can't anymore. And why couldn't I? Well, it was because I wasn't taking care of my body the way I should have. I was not maintaining it the way that I should have. And it just, uh, it became readily apparent to me that day that I really need to work a little bit more on it. But at the same time, it was really hot. <laughs> and I, so I found that I've been lazy with my money. I've actually not been telling it where to go, so it was leaving me. 
okay? I wasn't, I wasn't disciplined in that area, but now I am. And I'm already seeing, starting to see the turnaround, and I'm starting to see this happen. Now, being a good steward, steward relates directly to taking care of your, your earth suit, okay? Basically, everybody that now has authority on this planet, Jesus went to the cross, and he took all that Adam gave Satan, and he brought it back, and then he handed it to us. Okay, one of my greatest pet peeves when it comes to religion is that everything happens for a reason type of a situation. What that does is it it pretty much takes your responsibility off and just says, well, what God's going to do, God's going to do. But that is not the case. He has given you all of this authority, and he's given you all of these benefits, and he's giving you all of these things, and he has given you also with it the responsibility to take care of it. The responsibility to see to to be watching your money, the responsibility to be looking at your uh, body and making sure what you put in it is good for you. And we're getting a whole lot of fake food nowadays. <laughs> so we started, Darla and I started looking at our diets and we're like, man, everything has added sugar in it. Every last thing. Did you realize that sausage has added sugar in it? We're like, holy cow, we weren't paying attention. Finally, we started looking at these labels, which thank goodness that we're, they're required to put these labels on these foods so you can actually see what's in them. So we were looking at these things and sugar everywhere, anytime that was prepackaged. So finally, we started paying attention. Now, of course, Darla gets down to a, a better weight much more quickly than I because <laughs> she wasn't that far off. So it, it was a it and it has been working out. So let's go ahead and if you could uh, give me Philippians one twenty two and twenty six. Now all of you have probably already read this scripture before, and again, this is not made to be condemnation. We're free from sin. We're free from condemnation. All that, all that Jesus gives us is instruction, so we just get better. So here, I'm, I'm taking this in with me, and I'm, I'm going to let, since this is the Word, I'm going to accept it, and I'm going to realize that this is the way God wants it. And I'm going to say, you know, Father, I submit to this in Jesus' name. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit from my labor, yet what I shall, <laughs> what I shall choose I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. All right, so here, here's Paul. And you know, he's, he's, he's having a rough time. You know, he's been thrown in prison, golly, how many times? I think at least twice, minimum, that I can think of off the top of my head. And he's been stoned a few times uh, with rocks. And uh, he's been, uh, he's literally, and I think he's taken, now back in the day, I think 40 lashes was, li- was supposedly the standard that kills you. And so he took 39, I think three times, wasn't it three? A bunch. A whole lot more than I'm interested in taking. And what he's saying here is he's going, look, I could go to heaven, and I'd prefer to go to heaven. (laughs) 
I'd rather go to heaven. I want to go to where I don't have to go through this stuff anymore. But (laughs) I'm going to stay here with you because it's better for you that I stay here. It's better for you that I continue on and I guide you and the Holy Spirit leads me. So here's the bottom line. It is good that we do and then we keep track of ourselves because God is, we are steward of that. However, why do we really take care of our bodies? It isn't for me. It is. But primarily, it is for everybody else. Okay, if, you're, if you are a parent, it's for your kids. If you're a husband, it's for your family. If you're a, especially if you're a mom, boy, that's, that's a lot. If you're a young man or young woman, it's because you have tremendous potential that is yet untapped. You've got promises in your life that you haven't seen yet. Uh, I always think of uh, uh, Josh and, uh, and Mason when I think of these things. Because every time I'm up here speaking, I look at these two guys and I see the tremendous potential that's coming. And there are people that their lives are going to save. And so they have reason to take care of their bodies at this point in time. They don't need to be drinking six Red Bulls you know, all before noon, right? They can, because they're invincible still, (laughs) but they really shouldn't. And uh, I'm going to read, I'm going to just read this myself to you real quick. And I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, all of us could probably, probably are so familiar with this scripture that you can probably read it with me. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by mercies of God, that you present your bodies a holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Yowch. <laughs> In other words, take care of your body because that's really, that's, that's your reasonable, you're a steward of it. It's reasonable and it's true and it's good that you take care of your body. And it actually is for everybody else as much as it's for yourself. And Darla, we were talking about this just yesterday, or maybe even this morning. And she says, well, the flesh is like a child. It really is. The more you indulge it, <laughs> the worse and more demanding it becomes. The, mo- the less you watch it, the less you pay attention to it, the more demanding that the flesh becomes. In fact, it's never satisfied. Have you ever, uh, in, uh, there was a period of time that Darla got a, she got a, a she got a gift card for coffees, and we'd go to this pl- uh, this place and get this chocolate mint thing that they only let you do when it's like uh, Christmas time. Oh, and it's so good, and we'd share it. And it was like the first time we had one, we were like, oh my gosh, is that good? That's really good. And then you start craving them, right? And then it's not like one per Christmas anymore. It turns into like, well, it's Wednesday. Let's celebrate, you know? And, I mean, your flesh, your flesh never, it's never enough. Then you want, I, of course, I forget, I forget what they call them. They have, I don't know why they don't call them large, medium, and small in this joint. But you end up with a, a tankard of this coffee that barely, we could barely, between the two of us, finish it off before it got cold. And that's what happens with your flesh. It just keeps on a rolling, it keeps on a rolling, it keeps on a rolling. And not giving it the attention it needs makes it really hard to discipline later. The pudge goes on real easy, but it seems like sometimes it's a little difficult to get off. 
a whole lot more easy or a whole lot harder than it was for me to pour a, a, a grande, I don't even remember what they called those things. Yeah, is it, is it, I like grande better. I think venti doesn't even make sense. I mean, it goes grande, then venti? Oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. So, oh, it's a tall. All right. You can tell how often I'm there. Only when we get gift cards do we venture in there. So, if your body is like a car, so suppose you bought a brand new car from Kyle at Subaru, and uh, which you should if you're going to buy a new car, buy it from Kyle. And uh, suppose then you got an extended warranty on it. Okay, so you get the extended warranty on the car, right? What are the requirements of that extended warranty to make it legal? If you don't put oil in it and you burn up the motor, can you bring it back to Subaru and say, hey, you have a warranty on it? They're going to say, well, you didn't, you didn't take care of it. You didn't do anything to it. Now, our bodies are very much like cars in a lot of ways. If you'll give it the right fuel, if you'll, if you'll rest it, <laughs> which I know, you know, if you're working 72 hours a week, that's hard to do, you know. If you rest it and if you take care of it, it actually gets better mileage. It goes further. It does better with what you have it. If you are taking great care of your body, then all of the promises that God has for your health are actually applied. If you're not, well, you'll have to talk to the Holy Spirit about that one. But I want to be ready for if I'm needed in Mexico. You know, I always forget, Zach, uh, Zach, I, that is the coolest name, but I can never seem to remember how it goes. I always put extra syllables where it comes, Zachalotekalmanus. <laughs> Sounds kind of Greek when I do it. And then, and then Philippines. Oh, I want to go to the Philippines. I don't even know why yet. I don't even know what my job there would be because I don't think they need any more guitar players. <laughs> the, the cell phone drummer, though, was awesomeness. He was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. And then I know that Darla's working on some things from her profession to start uh, doing some missions work, too. So all of this is no condemnation. This is just conviction, meaning that if the Holy Spirit speaks to you about it, then you address it. If the Holy Spirit doesn't speak to you about it, then you don't worry about it. You only have to worry about what the Holy Spirit is telling you, and that's it. That's why we're free of condemnation. That's why we're free of sin. So we'll just take the blood of Jesus. So real quick, let me, uh, uh, let's, let's pray about this real quick. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And as, as a group, Father, we just submit ourselves to you. We know that our, uh, submitting our bodies to you is a reasonable sacrifice, meaning means that we just have to start paying attention. Holy Spirit, we just invite you now to speak to us and tell us what you need us to do individually and as a whole, Father, because we're a church body. And I ask that, uh, that your anointing assist us in this matter to where if it's especially hard that, we can br- that you'll bring someone alongside to help us. Father, we just submit to you and we love you and we praise you And uh, we praise you because we're going to be the leanest, fittest, 
uh, wealthiest <laughs> church without limits that we know of, that we can possibly be, Father, and we submit to you in Jesus' name. Amen.